Hello, my beautiful people. It's Heidi here from the world according to Heidi. And I am so excited to welcome you to the Let's Whine About It podcast. We will laugh, probably cry, and of course there will be whining. No, not the kind that makes you want to cringe, but the kind that makes those hard days just a little bit easier. All right, everybody, welcome back to Let's Whine About It. I am very excited about my guest tonight. I got the chance to meet with Savannah. It's been a few months ago now since we actually chatted the first time, but I absolutely love your energy and totally vibed with a lot of what you had to say. So Savannah Blake, I'm going to let you just introduce yourself and give us a little bit of your background and then we'll chat. Sure. Oh, also tell me what you're drinking tonight. <laughs> oh, I have a Vizzy. Vitamin Ooh, C. What flavor Lincoln. is that one? The strawberry kiwi. Yeah. Even though, honestly, most of them just kind of blend together for me. They um, probably do, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I drink generally most of the time. So I tried wine. I like wine, some of it, but I never, I was not sophisticated enough to find the fine taste of wine. It's a new thing for me over the last couple of years and I'm loving it, but it's definitely not like an everybody thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Tell me more about you. Okay. So I'm Savannah. Obviously I teach yoga and meditation, both in person and online. I have it's energy work. I really try to focus on the healing aspects, especially to people who have are prone to anxiety and are really stressed out. A lot of us are, I'm a mom. I'm a completely overwhelmed flying by the seat of their pants mom. I am stressed out and overwhelmed all of the time and have been for since I can possibly remember an anxious Rick. So what I ended up falling into is teaching other people how to navigate that and manage that to a comfortable position so we can find some balance. It's what I feel is most needed in the world. You know, we're so busy with the hustle, hustle, run, run, go, go to-do list and productivity that we, very few of us make time to let ourselves just exist and breathe and be. We're always consuming, we're always doing, we're always looking for the next flashing light to keep us occupied and distracted And, you know, the world in and of itself, people we've through that, ignored our emotions, ignored our things that really matter in life, like connection, love for yourself, for those around you, not just romantic love. We put way too much focus, I think, on romantic love and really neglect family love and companionship that's platonic in friendship and all, you know, your pits. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. that's what I do is online and offline teach people how to just slow everything down, learn to breathe, learn to be present with yourself, with your world, with the people and environment around you, because that's how we find what we really truly need and what we're looking for. And that's how we you know, take that within ourselves and it it heals us from our past trauma. Everybody's traumatized these days. Every single, (laughs) I had a, uh, 
<laughs> I had a student not too long ago. She was telling me, you know, I've been Googling, I've been researching, I've been trying to fix whatever this is. And I'm showing all of the signs of PTSD, but I, I don't understand nothing bad's ever happened to me in my life. You know, my childhood was pristine. I have great support system, my relationships, everything's just hunky dory, but it doesn't make sense. I can't pinpoint it. And I was like, well, Collective trauma is a thing, you know, 2020 COVID hit, that was a trauma. We definitely, no matter where you fall on believing or knowing or whatever, whatever, because obviously that's been some controversy around that and whatnot. So it doesn't matter where you fall on that. It was traumatizing. We all thought that we were going to die there for a minute. (laughs) Right. No, it was. Yeah. Not even that though. Um, secondary trauma is a thing I was like did you was there some people in your life any point in your life that something bad happened to them and it didn't matter how close you were to them you know it could be somebody that you went to school with every day you never said two words to them but you saw them pretty regularly and they had this horrifyingly traumatic thing that happened to them when you were you know their age and they were you know back in the day mm-hmm. you take on that too there's all sorts of tra- family trauma. You know, you hear about generational curses these days getting passed yeah. down. A lot of that is, you know, terrible things had to happen to our grandparents, which caused them to believe a certain way, act a certain way, speak a certain way. And then that's how they raised your parents. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't know any different because the internet is brand new. We didn't know anything. We, right. were, our worlds were just as, as big as the people around us, mm-hmm. which was very, very small, you know, and then what we saw on TV, which is, you know, problematic in and of itself. Right. Especially back before there was the internet where we could do at least a little bit of research, you know, we didn't have to take we don't have to take everything that's on the television at face value. We have more than the, what, three or four stations telling us whatever. <laughs> it was really limited. Yeah. For better or worse, right? <laughs> nope. For better or worse. And, you know, that's the motto of what I teach. For better or worse, whatever happened in the past, it happened. Your feelings are valid. We can work through it the best we can. But what we most need to try to work on moving towards is not thinking about the past anymore and just focusing Mm -hmm. on the present moment because you know we can get stuck in any direction we can get stuck in the past in our heads and we get stuck in the future trying to hustle hustle get to wherever we're trying to get to and then you blink and your kids grew up and you're oh crap you missed it because you were trying to like I don't know become famous or something wow that's that's powerful because I know I mean my kids are all grown up and I feel like I tried to be present in the moment when they were growing up, but I was always kind of, you know, what's next, what's next. I, I, I feel like I did live too much in the future. And I, I love that people are starting to notice that people like you are out there, you know, advocating for slow down. And my word for this year, I did this thing with a coach and my word for this year is intentional. And it's just trying to do everything that I'm doing in the moment be intentional, intentional and soak it up. Cause I was always on the go and in the rush and you know, the soccer, it's like, okay, I'm at the soccer game and I'm thinking, oh, I have a baseball game tomorrow and I have this tomorrow and I have this tomorrow and I blinked and now I'm expecting, or I'm not expecting, my daughter is expecting our second grandchild 
and I just, I don't want that to go by as fast with them as it did with my own kids. So yeah, I love that basically. <laughs> I love what you're saying. What, what tips do you have? Like what, what do you, what's the biggest thing that somebody can and should do to be in the moment to get rid of a little bit of that anxious energy? Okay. So one of the biggest things I practice, I teach in my classes and they probably get tired of it, but I don't care. They need to hear it (laughs) (laughs) is to is okay. The meditation aspect. I don't teach yoga. Like most people teach yoga. Most people teach yoga, like an exercise and I don't, it's very, very slow paced. We it's more yin restorative. So we sit in the poses for two minutes, give or take, for one, it takes your, when you first go into the poses, the stretches, your body tenses up to protect yourself. And it takes about a minute, two minutes for your body to realize that you're not in danger and then it can relax. Mm. So for one, and that's where you're going to start seeing progress in being able to stretch further and further. But mostly I pair that because people get bored, you know, all we're sitting in (laughs) one pose for two to four minutes sometimes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm talking the whole time, usually with pauses in between I'm not like nodding to nothing like I would be on like podcast but (laughs) I give people some something to do with their mind and then I give them like two minutes maybe less maybe more and then when I start to notice my own mind wandering to to to-do lists and responsibilities and past happenings and what you know then I'll give your mind something else to do and all of that is is meditation kind of beginner steps to meditation because there's we we could do a whole episode on just meditation and how the different Mm -hmm. branches and the different types but the most people when they think of meditation it's like okay silence my mind that's laughable right people tell you to (laughs) silence your mind but they don't they'll okay yeah that's that's hilarious well it's not so much silencing your mind as it is intentionally crowding out the thoughts that are just popping up randomly without you asking, like, I didn't ask you to be here. Why are you here? And and (laughs) becoming aware that they're there and just being like, okay, hi, I appreciate whatever you're trying to do because, you know, it is your brain and your brain's trying to protect you and your brain is using past events and situations and scenarios to think ahead so it can be prepared for whatever's next, right? It's doing great. It's doing it its best it can, but sometimes it goes a little crazy, like an untrained puppy dog, you know, is chewing up all <laughs> over the thing and it's peeing all over everything. And, uh, and that right, Zuko. <laughs> but if you can give it something to do and train it to, okay, I see that you're trying to, whatever you're trying to do. That's, that's great. Good job. Let's think about all of the things that we are feeling like physically, mentally, emotionally, there's all sorts of different things that we can feel, but at the same time, we don't want to get too attached to it. We're just kind of like checking in with ourselves, checking in with our body. Like, are there any aches and pains today? Do you feel like I don't know, you need some more rest or do you feel hydrated enough? Uh, Are you feeling overwhelmed, overstimulated, anxious? Well, what are you anxious about? Are you worried about this meeting that you have tomorrow? Are you worried about the fact that the kids have 
five functions scheduled this week and you have to somehow manage that and all of the stuff that you have to do. You know, what are you concerned about? And I always tell him like, let's not tie, you know, when I ask you how you're feeling, let's not tie good or bad to it. Let's try to be a little bit more specific. We're not trying to label anything as good or bad. Everything just exists. It just is. So how can we objectively view that from like a take a step back point of view? Mm -hmm. But also, because I definitely don't go into that much detail with them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, But also, you know, what do you, do you feel the air on your skin? Do you feel the solidity of the floor beneath you? Are you noticing the colors and the textures of the the mat the your clothes every anything around you what do you hear what do you see what do you I don't know you know just so we're crowding out all of the unsolicited chatting in our head with things that are going on right now so that's 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 the biggest thing just you know noticed what do you see? What do you hear? What are the colors? What are the textures? How does your skin feel? Are there any aches and pains? Are you feeling emotional about something? What is it? Why? Where did that come from? What is it trying to do? What is it trying to tell you? Wow. I love that because I've recently started like really trying to meditate and get into that, but oh, that MP in your brain, you're right. That's next to impossible. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm going to try that, you know, trying to focus on what, what I'm feeling as far as around me. I love that. Mm. That's fantastic. Talk to me a little bit about chakras for people that's not quite sure what all that is. I find it all fascinating. All right. Me too. <laughs> so, okay. Moving back to the most basic bare bones things, physics, science class back in element, or high school, everything's energy, right? Everything's vibrating energy. And then when, so that's you, me, the stuff around us, the equipment we're using to record this episode, excuse me, everything's vibrating energy. <clears throat> we as conscious beings have the ability to kind of move up and down along the vibrational scale, because if everything vibrates at a certain frequency and we can travel up and down this frequency because the frequency is just what makes everything different and it makes what your life is, the chakras within us is what helps us control that. So we use the emotional guidance scale. This is a lot. <laughs> Let me know. No, if I, I love it. No, I think it's fascinating. So we use the emotional guidance scale to kind of tune our energy to whatever it is we want. And we're all doing this naturally by default anyway, you know, if you're through our emotions. And that's why, again, it's so important to learn how to control your puppy mind, your untrained (laughs) puppy mind. Uh Uh, So that, because if you're just letting your emotions run crazy with you and you're angry all the time or frustrated all the time or stressed out all the time, then that's just what's going to grow because power goes to that, which is we focus on the most. It's building momentum. It's gaining energy because through feeling angry you're going to you're feeding the anger and the more you sit there and think about it and the more you sit there and mull in it the bigger it's going to grow and then you're going to lash out 
or make decisions based on that. And essentially that's what's going to create the little reality bubble that you live in, right? Because we all live in our own reality bubble. No two people on this planet live in the same reality bubble. We all believe something different. We all perceive different things. We all have you know, different situations and circumstances and lives and day-to-day routines and people that we encounter and all we go on forever. Well, (laughs) so our chakras, but along that, along that journey, while we're interacting with people and worlds and whatnot, we get injured, right? By energy. It's all energy. You talking to me is me. Okay. So you talking to me, is you giving me energy of some sort, you know, it's tuned Mm -hmm. to a certain frequency, me talking to you, same thing. And just like that energy is exchanged all of the time. And that's why words hurt us. People's actions hurt us. But beyond the personable one-on-one interactions, our auras extend outside of our bodies and our chakras are attached to those as well. And our, our chakra, our aura is kind of like an extension of our chakra, even though it's kind of two different things, but it's not, but it is nothing is different. Anyway, sorry. I can get on like huge tangents. <laughs> try to control myself. Oh, you're awesome. I love that. Thank you. So our auras extend outside of ourselves and everybody has one of these auras and they can extend anywhere from a few inches. If we're being feeling really constricted, you know, those people who have walls up all the time and they're just really protective and you can't get nothing out of them. You try to have a mm-hmm. conversation with them and they're like, mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, but you can also have people who have huge auras and you know them by like, they walk into the room and it's like, everybody can feel that they arrived you know, Mm -hmm. so it can just kind of be, it's a huge spectrum, but as we're walking around life and our day-to-day lives, we're bumping into other people's auras and then energy can be exchanged in that way too. So if you are in close proximity to somebody who has a big, happy, awesome aura, that's contagious. If you're around, if you bump into people who are just angry, grumpy, bah humbugging all over the place, then that can make you that way as well. It's contagious. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all exchange of energy. Well, our chakras take all of this energy in and they're kind of like our filing system for all of the energy. Each one, there's seven main ones that run up and down the length of the spine, even though there's tens of thousands Because there's a lot of systems. Yeah, there's a lot of chakra systems. It's a few thousand years old. It's they stem from our the the Vedic texts, which are our earliest written texts. And um, they kind of spread all over the planet from there. India is the place most accredited with the chakra system. And that's the Mm -hmm. one that we the Hindu one is the one that we most readily accept as common original like if you pick up a chakra book 98 percent chance it's going to be based off of the hindu chakras but the native americans also had chakras on the other side of the world so or a concept of right so it's it's very broad it is all intuitive we don't you know it's shaman work essentially from past but so there's seven seven main ones that pretty well everybody more or less agrees on with a couple of variations here and there, but not huge variations. 
and they're placed up and down the spine and each one governs a certain set of aspects to both the body the mind and life in and of itself so the bottom chakra the root chakra the first one because the energy flows up from the earth through the bottom chakra through all the other six and then out the crown at the top of the head to kind of like encompass us and go out into the world and okay that's why the first chakra the bottom chakra is our lizard brain essentially it's the fight or flight survival what you need to food water shelter all of that and then the crown chakra up at the top is community and connection to all things not just connection with your mom or your kid but mm-hmm. also connection to the neighbor you've never met the spider that you killed this morning man <laughs> <laughs> i was rushing out the door this morning to take my daughter to school and there she was like there's a spider and i was like oh no sorry dude you can't be here and then i killed him and you know <laughs> immediately I regretted it and she was like we gotta kill him and I was like and that opened up a whole can of worms but anyway I bet I bet (laughs) (laughs) but which is yeah anyway so yeah (laughs) you start at the bottom chakra and then you go up and uh, are you familiar with Maslow's pyramid Mm -mm. I am not no it's also called sometimes so Maslow's hierarchy of needs corresponds to the chakras. The it's a pyramid. I was looking around for a model, but I don't have a physical model. It's all on my computer, and I can't show you that. But it's a <laughs> we'll pyramid. put it in the show notes. I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I have I talk about it all the time. So I have I made a whole pyramid actually, and said oh, it. Oh, awesome! But anyway, so it's broken up into sections from bottom to top, and just like a house you have to solidify the foundation before you can reach the cool stuff on top right you can't put the roof on without sitting you know and Mm -hmm. so Maslow's pyramid follows the same thing it's you can't move on to so you first have to solidify the say your basic needs and then the next one is love gosh let me short circuit for a second because <laughs> I don't want to, I'm trying to figure out how to tell you like both Maslow's pyramid and the chakra system. And I think that just might be a little too much. So we'll just move back. Over. We'll, I'll just tell you that Maslow's pyramid is the exact same as. Okay. And then we'll circle back around at the end. Okay. Okay. So the first chakra, the root chakra is your basic names, as I've said, like five times now. And then <laughs> the next one is your sexual creativity type of energy so it's your inner child your third chakra is your sense of success confidence your professional security the then the next comes the heart and that's your love your belonging being loved loving others in return feeling healthy in relationships of all types And then next is the throat chakra, which is self-expression. And as you can see, they kind of build on each other. And that's Mm -hmm. what I love because, okay, let me get, before I get on a tangent, the third eye (laughs) chakra, 
<laughs> the third eye chakra is the one that everybody who is into chakras wants to pay attention to the most because it's the fun chakra. It's the special abilities chakra, the intuition, psychic third eye chakra. And then the top one, as I said, was the crown is the sense of community and connection to everyone and all things. And so the three lower chakras are our most physical chakras. And since we are physical beings, those are usually living a physical life. Those are the ones that everybody has problems with. Okay. There are blocks in everybody's lower three chakras. So the lower three physical, the heart connects the physical with the non-physical, which is the upper three. So the upper three chakras are more mental, emotional, spiritual in nature. And those are the types of things that they govern. And as I said, the heart combines the two. And so people get blocks in their chakras. If your chakras are moving healthy, smoothly, nothing, nobody's are nobody's are (laughs) balancing keeping your chakras all clean and balanced and all of that is an ongoing lifelong process Mm -hmm. and that's just kind of how it is because we we get up every morning and something else happens you know and everything that happens even when we're not consciously processing it ourselves our subconscious and our chakras are so sometimes it can be really difficult to tell where you need to focus on healing those but if you if you get blocks in your chakras, because that's what everybody wants to know is the energy block things, it's just right. situ- situations and circumstances that have happened to us that have caused emotional something. And usually the emotions are more towards the, the negative end, and that's what causes the trauma, even though it can also be really, really subjective. So we're all, we all have a unique energy signature and that's important because people will tell you that this particular thing is harmful for your root chakra but it may not bother you and what I mean by that is if you grew up for example homeless just to go on extreme ends of things you Uh grew up homeless it was just you and your mom y'all barely scraped by, didn't really have much, and you lived like this for years. You didn't have any special connects. It was just you and her. Well, that would be really damaging to most people's root chakra, okay, because it's your safety, security, stability, but that does not mean that it's universal. There may be some, there, it can absolutely be, somebody can grow up in that type of situation, and it didn't do any damage whatsoever, because all they remember is, yeah, I spent my whole childhood camping with my mom. It was great. And they yeah. didn't halfway yeah. register the the trauma aspect of it. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it doesn't, it's not so much, it's kind of a things are what you make of it type of situation, mm-hmm. but it's also an innate can't help it type of situation in the sense that growing up homeless was so far away from your original signature type of energy that man it just it's dictated that sole thing has dictated every belief every situation every word out of your mouth and every action you've taken since whether or not you even realize it Mm 
and of course I went really 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 extreme with the homeless thing but right like explain no I think that's fantastic and there's something you know when you're taught when you were talking and I've always said this and not necessarily even thinking of it in that way but one of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody is going through something hard, you know, whether it's a death or a breakup or divorce or, you know, whatever it is. And somebody says to him, Oh, I know exactly how you feel. It's like, no, you don't. Cause I don't care if you've been through like the same situation, you don't have those same connections and you don't have those same, like you said, life experiences. You don't have the same emotions. Nobody ever knows exactly. It's never the same. Somebody else feels. And you just kind of nailed what I've always thought in my head, like, because we all have our own energy and I never really thought about it in those specific terms, but it's always just been a pet peeve of mine. It's like, but you don't, you don't know how they feel. You're not them period. So you don't know. So that, yeah, I love that. That totally wraps that up. Like I said, I've always felt that way, but I've never had like the words to say it. (laughs) Yeah. So stepping back a little bit to talk about how we have our, everybody has their own little reality bubble. Uh Uh-huh. And one of the best things I ever learned was to, when you're talking to people and you're around people, the best thing that you could do for both yourself and them from a healing positive perspective Mm-hmm. is to just hush, be present, and let them tell you how their reality, what it looks like, objectively. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. can't do that. For one, they want to share. <laughs> we <laughs> do. We definitely always want to share, huh? We could go into, I have tons of <laughs> opinions <laughs> about that and how society has sectioned us all off to where we have an epidemic of loneliness or a pandemic of loneliness. Yeah, yeah. Nobody gets their needs fulfilled socially anymore because, you know, that we have social media, but most of the time it's not utilized in a healthy way. So it just leaves us still feeling lonely and disconnected. But yeah, so we, when we finally do get around somebody, it's like, let me word vomit all over you, everything <laughs> I've been going through for the past however long last time I saw you. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, that's very true. So what do you feel like, you know, and I know that this is a deep, deep question. So, (laughs) but once you recognize that your root chakra or your heart chakra or something has a block, is there, I'm sure there's not a quick fix. There's never a quick fix, but is there something, do you feel like meditation and really focusing on that? Is there is there so a specific a thing, thing that you would say to do? So there's a lot of things and it goes anywhere from self-care, like really simple self-care all uh-huh. the way to massage is great because, okay, blocks become not only situated in our chakras, which process them, but anywhere in our body as a physical knot, essentially. Uh-huh. And because chakras I'm trying to simplify things. <laughs> yeah. Especially for, for time's sake. Because we I could talk, I could go on forever. But so chalk energy blocks <laughs> cause physical manifestations in our body. So our natural state, any one of us, is pristine health. Every one of us. So if you're not experiencing pristine health, then you have something going on somewhere. 
And it's not our, because people are like, well, I have a block in my root chakra. Well, it's not actually in, in your root chakra. It's somewhere in your body where that your root chakra governs. And then Mm -hmm. your chakra can relay the message to us that they have something going on by reading the chakra. You can read the chakras and with a pendulum and then but it can't exactly tell you what that block is or how to heal it or what to do from there. And that is definitely the part that can get frustrating, especially with the deeper ones. If it's little stuff like, man, your sister made you mad yesterday because all you did was say one thing about one thing and you know, it's your (laughs) sister. So of course she didn't hold her tongue. But, and and so it can be really simple like that because you're used to that. And so all you got to do is take a bath and have a glass of wine and then (laughs) you're good. You feel better. Other times it can be, you know, sexual trauma is a really, really, really prominent thing that I come across in this field. Mm -hmm. It's upsettingly common and that's going to be a deeper type of energy block trauma that you're working with so imagine yeah so it's going to take more of your heavy guns and that's the one that's going to you're going to be hacking at it for years but every time you face it and try to heal it it's going to get a little bit better and you can do that through meditation practices, yoga, physical exercise, like physically getting the, when you move your body, you're moving energy and that it gets everything going. It's the blood flowing, which gets the chi mm-hmm. flowing, the key, whatever you want to call it. There's lots of names for the energy. Mm-hmm. So that can actually be a physical way. Tai Chi, massage, foam rolling. I love restorative yoga and foam rolling together. That's a great way to release these things. Oh, wow. Your people want to address things from a physical point of view or a mental point of view or a emotional point of view. And they neglect the fact that you are not a sectioned off being you are a whole individual the physical is not separated from the mental or the emotional it is all one thing and the depth of that can be really hard to grasp so just as you can work on it physically through stretching exercise foam rolling massage you can also do journaling exercises and uh that's the path that I follow the most with my clients and myself is journaling about it because for lots of reasons for one sometimes you need that third eye perspective and you're not going to get it unless you write it down and then once you write it down you're like oh wait a second huh I didn't realize that it was right there in my face the whole time but it's also what people call shadow work essentially Mm -hmm facing your demons, you know, and looking them head on and just being like, okay, why are you here? And, you know, it's like, well, this person did this thing to me and it was terrible. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, but you can, you can kind of come at that from a couple of different directions A lot of people don't want to try to look at the bad person's 
life and point of view and things and whatnot, you know, that doesn't necessarily, and forgive, forgiveness is where I'm headed with that. Right. And I get it. I totally get it. What they did was not okay. And trying to forgive them doesn't mean that it was it means that you're not going to attach yourself and what they did to your future self anymore. You're going to, you, and so forgiveness, people get really turned off by that word, but it can just as easily be what's not contentment, but acceptance, acceptance. Okay. And then once you find that kind of plane of existence you can start moving forward with the okay so that happened now mm-hmm. what because we can't change it it's it's always going right. to be a part of your story it's always going to be a part of the past all we right. can do is try to move forward and moving forward looks different for everybody you know it can right. some people need to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it until they are done talking about it and that's okay (laughs) right and there's lots of ways yeah that that's deep and that's very interesting and I think I love how you said acceptance rather than forgiveness might be an easier word to wrap your brain around you know for somebody who's been through something like that it's like okay this happened like you said and now and now what does it define me for the rest of my life Detached. How do I get to overcome this? And yeah, that's deep. And that's, that's a lot. And, you know, that's another like extreme example, like you talked about most of us. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of us that have, you know, those deeper issues, but the little or the smaller issues, like you said, the even taking on other people's traumas, I can see how this work would really just help you level yourself out, right? <laughs> yeah, it is a balancing act. It's a teeter-totter yeah. for sure. Because I mean, think about how many aspects to life that there are. And and that's what's driving us all crazy because we're trying to, you know, eat right, exercise or move enough, you know, not even necessarily <laughs> exercise, just, you know, right. move more, move effectively or efficiently amount of time. Right. But, have decent relationships, take care of ourselves, take care of the people in our lives. And society in and of itself has made that as hard as it possibly can. (laughs) So it's like, where do I even start? There's so many. And that's what the chakra system really helps with is that you start at the bottom and then you work Mm -hmm. your way up and things will start flowing easier at the further up you go because once you get your basic needs met then you can move on to healthy romantic relationships finding your creativity and your passion in whatever art that you do because everybody mm-hmm. everybody is an artist in their own way like the the ceo of this company you know like him being a ceo is his art that's fine mm-hmm. and there's all sorts of different types of art. And then you can move on into success and confidence in your art and stability in who like your foundation that you've made. Right. And then that's when you can move up to the heart and start to learn how to love yourself. And then when you start to learn how to love yourself, you can be more patient and love everybody else with where they're at because 
meeting people where they're at is the key in success or downfall in any relationship. And I mean, of course, there's compromises that have to be made in that. And you have to be willing to set boundaries and know what you're willing to put up with. But I could go on a whole tangent about how we're really quick to cut people off these days. (laughs) I you're right. I've noticed that. And I think that kind of goes back to that whole thing that, that for better or worse, sometimes it's a good thing. And sometimes it's good that we can set those boundaries but oh yeah you have to use discernment and all of it right but once you find solidity in your heart chakra where you know you're confident in who you are you like who you are at least a little bit and you're good in your relationship you have other people who like you for you that's when you can move into the throat chakra which is self-expression and that's when you feel safe to you know dye your hair or get a tattoo or speak your mind where you have always held it within you instead of letting it be heard because what we were afraid of people's judgments and whatnot why were we afraid of people's judgments because we weren't secure in who we are why were we not secure in who we are because you know just follow it back down to the root chakra there's lots of reasons and then you can move on into the more spiritual aspects and connections all of that I love that. This is so interesting because I, you know, I, I know what, like I could have told you, I probably could have named most of them, <laughs> but I wouldn't have been able to give you a good reason or a flow or knew exactly, you know, the energy, I guess, around them. So that was amazing. Thank you. You really like explained every one of them very well. And I could like picture in my own self, like these good. different things. So that was fabulous. Thank you. Tell me anything else that you feel like you need to leave to wrap up kind of what we've talked about. Like what should listeners know if there's anything that hasn't quite been mentioned yet? Man, just be patient with yourself um, and, uh-huh. and end your goals. People so often they're thinking about next week or, you know, two years from now even, but I want everybody to think about who you want to be. It's a design your own character video game. Okay. (laughs) Who do you want to be 30 levels from here? 60 levels from here. Are you trying to get to level 100? Are you just going to quit at level like whatever? I design your character. Who do you want to be? And those are the type of goals that you need to be setting. Those are the type of intentions you need to be setting. Just who do I want to be for myself for my family, for the world, because that's all any of it is, is, you know, trying to be a little bit, trying to heal yourself and be a little bit better for the people, the kids, honestly, in your life, doing right right by them so that the next generation doesn't have to be as damaged as we were, because we were, you know, (laughs) so on and so forth, so that we can eventually create a better world for us all. But that's what it's all about. I, I love that. And I'm in that place in life where I'm starting to see that next generation. We have one grandchild and another one on the way. And it's, it's kind of fun just to see the different, you know, the different ways that things are being done. And sometimes like, that's kind of weird, but for the most part, it's, it's beautiful. And I love it. So thank you so much. Tell me or tell us all 
where we can find you to follow your work and anything else that you want to offer or any thoughts that you have while we wrap things up. So my website is earthandwater.co.co. So there's no M. I know that messes with a lot of people, but .com was a water purification company. So I had to go with what was available. <laughs> So if you get to water purification, delete your M. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But from there, all of my social medias are linked pretty much everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just really wherever you, however you consume content, I promise I have content for you to consume. I have my own podcast. I have a free chakra email course. It's an intro to chakras. It's only like eight emails. And then I don't spam. I promise I don't spam. I don't try to sell too much or anything like that. I'm just hearing what you think, what I think you want to hear and about chakras, but also about astrology. We do manifesting with the moon stuff every month. And I send those out because I have a then we could get we could do a whole episode on that I'm not going to get on that tangent for you <laughs> but if you're into new age astrology types of energy work and things then I've got things for you fantastic I'm newly into all this you know my, my husband would call the woo-woo stuff but <laughs> I love it so I will definitely be checking that out I will link all of that in our show notes Savannah, I'll have you send me the pyramid that you were talking about. There's probably a lot of our listeners that probably already understand that a little bit, but it would be kind of fun to add that too, if anybody wants to kind of learn a little bit more that way. And if they have questions, they can reach out to you, right? Absolutely. I'm very easy to get a hold of. Perfect. Well, again, thank you very much. And thank you everybody for joining us and be sure to go find Savannah on all the, in all the places. 